I would have loved to have been one of the staffers at the White House last night. I would love to have been one of those people just to see what was going on in the background. The uh, carpro.com talk line, 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. If you like a video stream, I've got four. They're at the Facebook page, it's at the X page, it's at the Instagram page, and it's at the Rumble page, all belonging to WORD. You see, President Biden... President Biden is a he he is a not a guy. He's not a fun guy. The resident, he's not a good he's not a good guy at all. And he decided he would do what he always does, except this time he actually doesn't remember what his plan was. And there's been a report put out by special counsel Robert Hur. He's not going to prosecute Biden for his handling of classified documents. And uh Although he did state that his sloppy handling of the documents pretend, uh, presents serious risk to national security, I'd like to know when and where he got them. Because except for the ones he might have as president, why does he have any at all besides those? Was he smuggling them home for homework when he was a senator? Was he trying to make a book on Barack in case things went sideways and he had to bring him back down? When did he start collecting all this classified information? Haven't heard that question asked yet. Maybe it has been. I don't know. But the report also states that he portrayed himself as an elderly man with a poor memory. And I, I, I guess he was... Um, <laughs> he, this would make him look like a sympathetic person if he went before a jury. But it was found that he willfully retained, i.e. took him, the classified documents. And these are classified documents that Biden was not entitled to possess. The documents go back to his days as a senator and as a vice president. Only the president has the power to declassify documents, not a senator and not even a vice president, unless you murder the president, which I don't know if you ever thought about that there, Joe. Mr. Hurst said our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. But the evidence does not establish Mr. Biden's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. I don't understand how that is even a possible statement to make. If you get out there and you say, yeah, I took it, and then you look at him and he's got it, he's got it, he said he took it, how does that not prove guilt? Wouldn't we call this, you know, on the old Perry Mason show, they would have called this a confession. But I'm not surprised that Biden's not going to be charged. Although, you know, if he has his way with what he wants to do to Trump, as soon as Trump is reelected or whoever is reelected, if it's a really mean-spirited person coming out there, that guy could go after every ex-president that's sitting around gathering their uh, pensions. But here's the problem. Biden is not sitting in a vacuum. He wants to be reelected. He is the man. And this portrays him as a feeble old man who doesn't remember anything. But there are a lot of photographs in the report that show the boxes as battered with tattered corners and coming open. And Biden knew. He knew that this stuff was in his possession. You know, he nobody sits, you know, when you got your Corvette parked in a garage and you got a box of stuff over there that might be making your Corvette look bad if you decide to pick, take a picture for social media or something, you're going to get rid of that unless you have a reason to keep it. Biden remarked in 2017, 
that he just found all this classified stuff downstairs. <laughs> and he was, uh, he's believed to have been referencing classified documents about the Afghanistan troop surge in 2009, which Biden opposed. And the most alarming thing about this is the way it portrays the diminished mental ability to recall past events. Like he didn't remember when his son Bo died. Now we hear all kinds of things about how Bo died. Uh, most of them not even really true. Um, I'm sure Bo appreciates being used as a pawn in his dad's stuff. But, you know, All this stuff is going to get swept under the rug right now. It will be swept under the rug right now. Uh, we know that Biden kept handwritten notes from national security briefings, and that's not something that's allowed. The notes were found in unlocked drawers in his home. And he said the notebooks were his personal property. But when you're putting down certain... when, when You can go out and buy every moleskin note, notebook that you can find at the bookstore. And if you put national classified documentation in there and make reference to it or show it or or actually make notes about it they become government property and he was emphatic according to the report that his handwritten notebooks were his property saying in his interview with the special counsel's office that every president before me has done the exact same thing well i show me the polaroids there joe her stated that his memory was significantly limited during the interviews in 2023. But he knows, though, that a jury would not convict Biden. He would come off as a pleasant but feeble old man. Once again, another Jim Comey thing where we get out there and say, this is bad, this is bad, but no jury would find him guilty, so we're not doing anything about it. These materials that they found included marked classified documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan and notebooks containing his handwritten entries about issues of national security and foreign policy implicating sensitive intelligence sources and methods. And FBI agents recovered the materials from the garages and office and basement den in his Wilmington, Delaware home. This is a soft way for the Democrats to get rid of him if they would. And there is reference after reference to his mental state, and none of it's good. None of it's none of it is uh, you know, flattering. And the special counsel concludes that Biden is so feeble that out of pity a jury would not find him guilty. And now, let's hear from the Biden re-election campaign, shall we? How are they going to run this now? Now, Trump, who was the president, who could have the stuff, right? Trump, who was the president, who could have the stuff, he's being charged with espionage. His home was raided by the FBI. But, uh, you know, they say that he resisted turning over classified documents, but he was actually talking to the archive, trying to do it, and... He still, despite all those things, all of those mitigating factors, he's still a former president. And when the media, when, when, when this, uh, when this uh, raid took place in Mar-a-Lago, all this angst and phony concern 
showing the boxes stored in the bathrooms and other rooms. How's that any different than the way Biden stored his boxes of documents, like next to his Corvette? You think, was he stacking them on the Corvette? Did he stack them down when he would take it out for a ride? They were there during the pandemic. And Hunter Biden was staying at the house in Delaware when a lot of those documents were found. Wouldn't we consider that to be a national security risk? Because he doesn't have a security clearance. So he's been referencing Mitterrand, who died in 1996, as the current French leader. I mean, this is this is bad. This is a bad week for him. And, <laughs> and he's out there saying that he's the best man for the job. But he isn't. He's not fit to be president. He's not aged well. And uh, while the press reports are trying to provide cover, and trying to say how cooperative he was with investigators. Being cooperative and, uh, you know, being a security risk, that doesn't, one doesn't trump the other. Well, one actually does trump the other, but it, it, he's just a nice old man who doesn't remember who he is. Two systems of justice in the Biden America. Trump will be prosecuted. No sympathy for him. And Biden wasted no time taking a victory lap, although he's, uh, you know, Everything they do, nothing in this world is free. He's finding that out the hard way. It's pretty funny when you think about it. I thoroughly enjoy that. When we get back, let's talk about Hawaii, shall we? Because they, you know, the aloha state of mind. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. See, when uh, when Antonin Scalia wrote the uh, Heller decision, when he wrote the majority ruling on that, uh, he left a lot of doors open on that one. And the Bruin case slammed those shut. And it, it's pretty plain. It's pretty plain out there. However, however, uh, let's get down to it, shall we? The uh, carpro.com. Talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Since we're sort of going through that here, let's look at what Hawaii is doing right now. See, in Hawaii, they think that they, well, and I guess one Supreme Court justice is doing this too. They think that they can pick a fight, right? And what this is going to do is this is going to solidify the concept that the Second Amendment cannot be sidestepped by state courts. This is virtue signaling on a judicial scale. And it's also embarrassing for whoever claims to be on the Supreme Court in Hawaii. And we get this, Hawaii's highest court on Wednesday ruled that Second Amendment rights as interpreted by the U.S. Supreme Court do not extend to Hawaii citizens citing the spirit of aloha. I beg to differ. Hawaii, when it joined the United States, and I don't know if they petitioned. I, I haven't checked. It's been a while since I looked at all that history. However it was, whatever happened, when they came into the United States, they were not annexed. They did not get taken in by force. They joined the United States voluntarily. And when you did that, that meant you were going to abide by the Constitution. And you do not get to interpret the Constitution there. You can put your Constitution interpretation out there, and it's going to get slapped around as soon as it does because you're so bad at it. 
Like in this ruling, which was penned by Hawaii Supreme Court Justice Todd Eddins, they determined that states retain the authority to require individuals to hold proper permits before carrying firearms in public. He also concluded that the Hawaii Constitution broadly does not afford a right to carry firearms in public places for self-defense. Do you have slavery there? Is free speech against the law there? Uh, Can you get out there? Is murder okay there? What else do you have going on there that doesn't actually fit in with our Bill of Rights? I really would want to know. The spirit of aloha. What in the fresh hell is that? I saw the spirit of aloha. I saw that when Maui was on fire. I saw it, yeah. Yeah, the spirit of aloha. This clashes with a federally mandated lifestyle that lets citizens walk around with deadly weapons during day-to-day activities. You know what? Somebody observed what I've got sitting over here beside me on my left-hand side. And if you'll notice, anybody watching the stream right now, you'll notice this thing don't move on its own. This is only deadly when I get behind it. And I'm only going to get behind it in the event of a deadly, deadly event. So that's exactly what I want it to be, is deadly, in the event that happens. Because my days of being able to do the MMA, hand-to-hand tussling, those are long gone. And a hallmark of being a free person is self-defense. You get to defend yourself if you're a free person. So if the history of the Hawaiian Islands does not include a society where armed people move about the community with a gun, well, let me ask you a question. Where does it say that we are bound by the Hawaiian Constitution? You are bound by the federal Constitution, Hawaii. (laughs) This came, and this is all coming from Stephen Gutkowski at The Reload. If you've never checked out The Reload, you should go check it out. Hawaii Supreme Court reversed a lower court decision that found charges leveled against Christopher Wilson for carrying a gun without a permit violated his rights. Instead, it ruled that state constitution provides no gun rights protections whatsoever. That's despite it including a provision protecting the right of the people to keep and bear arms identical to the one in the federal constitution. So they're going to be looking for a fight. And, you know, they're looking, uh, you know, Eddins got out there and said, until Heller... The Supreme Court had never ruled that the Second Amendment afforded an individual right to keep and bear arms. Yes, that's called a precedent, Your Honor. I've never been more convinced about mental midgets and their ability to get into you know, high places. He said, Heller flipped the nation's textual and historical understanding of the Second Amendment. The majority insisted there was no doubt on the basis of both texts and history that the Second Amendment conferred an individual, individual right to keep and bear arms. Well, tell me what the, and don't tell me the National Guard, the collective right of the people is not the military. It is not. It's not law enforcement. It is not. Heller, like I said, left a lot of doors open. He's using that because he doesn't even understand what he's talking about. This is what it all boils down to. I don't think you should have guns. Therefore, you're not going to have guns. And this and Edens is going to lose this battle. It reminds me very much of some of these senators in our state Senate. They don't want you to have guns. They're doing everything they can to put, make a, a toxic bill out there. And my only problem with this is that they've actually passed it out of the Senate. So my first, my first blush is take it while you can get it and let's go in there and fix it later. And this would be fixed with lawsuits. 
this would be fixed with lawsuits because it is uh, amendment 36 on its face value is just stupid it's just stupid they're telling somebody and this is this is the thing where they come out and say well if you haven't taken the class and you commit a crime with a gun then you're going to face a stiffer penalty than if you had taken the class and you committed a crime with a gun I got bad news for you. If you commit a crime with a gun, they should throw the book at you. If you commit a crime with a gun, they should throw the book at you. Whether you've got a permit, whether you've got a Boy Scout membership card, whether you have a Lucky Astrology mood watch, it doesn't matter. If you commit a crime with a gun, you should have the book thrown at you. That's it. That's all there is to it. 27 other states have done this with no problems whatsoever. Hasn't been blood in the streets. We haven't been having gunfights over stolen parking spaces. None of that stuff has happened. Cops aren't being executed. As a matter of fact, where the cops are getting executed, they don't allow guns at all to the best of their ability. Politicians and the powers that be and government, they don't want you to have guns. And it's for, it's for the reasons they put forth. I'll tell you the reason they don't want you to have a gun. They don't want you to have a gun because it is the ultimate veto. Because the last time we had a revolution, nobody out there was Rambo. Nobody out there was, you know, special operations. Everybody in the Continental Army had just been a farmer not too long ago. And they brought their old gun off the wall, and they brought their powder, and they brought their shot, and they brought it, and, you know, they came and they fought a war, and then they went back and started plowing the ground again. And we faced the biggest superpower on the planet, and we beat them. So, I, I you know, I, I look at Hawaii. I look at what's happening here. <laughs> I, I, I just wish, listen, Republican senators of South Carolina, if you don't want us to have guns, just come out and say it. I'll respect your position a lot more. And then we could have a discussion as to why you don't want us to have guns. And we could try to get you to change your mind. And if you don't, well, then I guess you're actually a person of conviction compared to some of these other guys who are just running around scared. Oh, the NRA might rank me. Oh, I, 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 I guns and government. It's it's one of those things. They they don't want you. They understand the utility of a gun. They understand it. They they they're not against guns. They just are against you having a gun because you're the veto. You're the ultimate veto. You're something that nobody else could do. We would not have a Tiananmen Square in the United States. We would not have a lot of things that have happened uh, elsewhere in the United States. It would start a full-on civil war, internal, and they would lose. Because the gorilla always wins. G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A. That gorilla. Not, not the mountain gorilla, the, the gorilla fighter. So, you know, take the spirit of aloha and, uh, you know, hang it around your neck with the lay, as far as I'm concerned. This is, that's ridiculous. It's going to get slammed around like a, a volleyball at a tournament. When we get back, I, I, I want to go back to his nighttime speech just because the resident, he got out there. And for those of you who think that somebody's always pulling his strings, that's probably true, except sometimes he gets away on his own. <laughs> and last night was one of those times. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.
All right. The carpro.com talk line, one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. On the text line, I see this. And, and listen, I'm not calling you stupid, by the way. What if their evil plan is to have Nikki become a Democrat? That, that's the question. That would be a stupid plan, though, wouldn't it? I mean, she's already losing to Trump. She's already losing to Trump. She has. Now, of all that they, and I will say this, she already has the machine in place. She already has the ground game in place. She has all the other things that you would need to do, and she has the paperwork filed, apparently, I guess, in every on all the states. I don't know if there's uh, anything that has to change if you change parties in mid-stroke. Or if she were to, I guess she could be a Republican that ran as the Democratic nominee. I guess she could do that too. Because politics is a crazy, zany game. But why would you get out there? Who in their right mind would say, well, listen, she's losing to him right now as a Republican. She'd probably win if she were a Democrat. She's not just losing. She's getting stomped into the butt. Every now and again, uh, it, it makes sense for some politicians not to say some things. Eric Swalwell would look a lot smarter if he just shut up, as would Adam Schiff and uh, a few other of those uh, guys out there. Hank, Hank Smith, what's, it, what's that guy's name out of Georgia that thought that uh, Guam would capsize if too many Marines were on one side of Guam? Some of these guys should just shut up. <laughs> uh, I'm being asked on the text line how the stock market is doing. I don't honestly know, to be honest with you. If you want me to find out, I'll find out, though. Uh, and, and we'll do that as we'll, we'll, we'll multitask. Now, Joe Biden decided he wanted to get out there and uh, give a rebuttal at 7.45 p.m. last night. Now, that in and of itself was, uh, that was, uh, that's way past his bedtime. In answer to your question right now, the Dow is down. Uh, the S&P is up 16.66. The NASDAQ is up 141.54. The Dow is down 68.08. And beyond that, uh, you know, I'm getting out of my depth after that part. Back to the resident, though. I, I'm trying. This is the fun part, though. How did the resident's handlers think to themselves, this is a smoking hot idea to trot him out at night to talk about the special counsel report, which was bad in and of itself so that he could then get out there and be belligerent and defensive and be incorrect some more and more feeble. And this is this, this is so much better for, than what he was doing. Hank Johnson of Georgia. Yeah, there you go. Johnson, not Smith. My bad. No wonder that didn't sound right. Um, When he addressed a report claiming that he couldn't remember when his son died, it got really bad. He said, how in the hell dare he raise that, concluding it was none of their damn business. I'm sorry, Mr. Resident. When you get out there and you get in an office like where you're at, an office, everything you do is we're going to stick a microscope up into that orifice and take a look around. Thank you, sir. The report was putting direct quotes in it from him and he said for any extraneous commentary they don't know what they're talking about it has no place in this report okay 
And, you know, he's out there. And this is a good point. And you, Texture, you beat me to it. I see that right there. It's about to go there, but you beat me to it. So you get the you get the uh, credit for this. If he's out there saying his memory is fine, then let's go ahead and prosecute the dude. But, you know, the matter is closed. He said the bottom line is the matter is now closed and I can continue what I've always focused on, my job being the president of the United States. No, you haven't. You quit most days at 9 a.m. Now it gets better because he decided to take questions from reporters, most of which are not in dementia right now. Like Peter Ducey, he said, Mr. President Biden, something that the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged because in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. And, okay. <laughs> That's where it gets really good. He said, I am well-meaning. I am an old man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president. I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. Ducey followed up, how good is your memory and can you continue as president? Biden said, my memory is so bad I'll let you speak, as he tried to make a joke. But he also said, I'm the most qualified person in this country be to be the president of the United States. Okay. Obviously not, Mr. Resident. Um, and it only got worse from there. A reporter noted that Americans have been watching him and are concerned about his age. And then he got very confused and angry and said, that is your judgment. And he got mad about uh, the, the, the report saying that he shared classified information with his ghostwriter, which it explicitly says he did. And when he had enough, he told everyone he was leaving and he, ended, he came back to the podium to address a question about the situation in the Middle East. And he referred to Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi as the president of Mexico. Now, I don't know the names of all the countries on site just by their shape. I do know that Egypt is a fur piece away from Mexico. And I would not make that mistake. And if I'm talking about Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, I'm probably not thinking... That, you know, he's Mexican. So, Democrats, I love it when you do these unforced errors. You just illustrate my point altogether. When the enemy, and yes, you guys are the enemy, when you guys are doing having a bunch of errors, do not expect me just trying to stand up and stop you. Maybe you should have the, the resident come out every night. At 7.45. He'll die due to uh, sleep deprivation at that point, I guess. I, I don't wish him bad will, uh, you know, ill will as far as his health is concerned. I just want somebody competent in the office. That's all. That's all. I, I want a constitutional form of government. I want America to be what it is, what it's supposed to be, what it was supposed to be. I don't want it to be what he thinks it should be or what he thinks he thinks it should be or what he remembers he thinks it should be. I don't even know if he knows what I'm talking about. I know I'm having trouble with it myself. So special counsel's report is out there now. And uh, Biden is now damned in the revelations. And the people that let him get up there when this happened, who should know him better than anybody else, right? They should all. Where was Jill on this one? Where was Jill? Was she having some, you know, the, some cheese puffs and you know, a glass of milk prior to bed? What was she doing? Where was she? Where was she during this thing? Why wasn't she out there taking charge of this? 
Biden wants the nation to think he's mentally competent. And you know what this tells me? It doesn't matter at this point now who we all think might be taking the uh, Democratic nomination because unless he steps aside voluntarily, it's going to be him. He's going to be the man. Somebody pop the corn. I like uh, I like Stella Artois for my beer. Let's sit back and watch this unfold. When we get back, Rand Paul talks about the real reason that the Democrats want to open border. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. I've always been a Rand Paul fan. I, I guess that's probably due to the fact that he's not a lawyer. Don't get me wrong. I like lawyers. I know some Rabbi Nario. He's a great lawyer. But uh, the ones that become politicians, they sort of go, I don't know. They, they, they inhabit left field and keep on going. Senator Rand Paul has explained the real reason why the Democrats support the flood of illegal immigration at the border. And that's to give the illegals the right to vote. And the reason they're doing it at the border, and one of the things that uh, a lot of people are not actually attributing to Abbott is that this is in an attempt to turn Texas blue. This is how lazy. I, I don't understand this, Democrats. How is it you think that all of these people are coming, besides invading and you know some of these being combatants and some of these being terrorists and their ulterior motive. How is it that you think somebody's going to come from all the way down the peninsula or, or the, you know, the, the, the landmass that is Mexico, get to the southern border? How is it you think that they're lazy? And they're just going to get in Texas and go, okay, done. They're doing this. And the other thing is they want to have amnesty. They, they you know... Um, he said, I'm actually not against immigration. I'm actually for more lawful immigration, but we need those very narrow, narrow bills. Instead, they say we'll increase employment-based or work-based visas, but only if you give the 18 million people who are already here the right to vote, and we're not going to make that trade. And they're trying to take Texas and, and turn it blue. And then they have all the big states that with all the population centers. They don't have Texas right now. And uh, he also added that giving illegals the right to vote is, of course, about advancing their long-term goal of turning Texas blue and building a Democratic supermajority. I'm not certain that these Hispanics and some of these people coming here are going to go blue. But I'm not, I'm not willing to find out if I'm right or wrong on this one. We need to take all these illegal immigrants. We need to round them up, deport them forcefully if necessary, Secure the border, and then we can start talking about the path to citizenship, Democrats, okay? There's your counter offer. The only way they could take Texas is legalize a couple of million people who are here illegally and let them vote. And the sooner the better. But the problem is, if we bring these people here and naturalize them, then later on down the road, they bring their entire family. It just never ends. It just never ends. And, uh, you know, we've got this uh, supposed bipartisan, the bipartisan immigration bill coming out of the Senate. 
And uh, that was uh, that was a few senators that were the bipartisan part on the Republican side. Most of the senators that are Republican are just not going to vote for it. Fla- uh, Rand Paul says it's flawed from top to bottom. No conservatives in the Senate are going to vote for this. He says no conservatives in the House are going to vote for it. The House Speaker says it's dead on arrival. It really shows incredibly bad strategy on Senate Republican leadership to bring this all up. Then we have Schumer. We got Schumer out here. Now, Schumer, this border bill, which is actually more about giving money to Ukraine, he gets out there and starts pushing this idea on you that if uh, if you don't urge your senator to vote for this and your House member to vote for us, we're going to be at war, and we're going to be at war with Russia, and they're going to have to start a draft, and they're going to have to do this. And just remember this. This is one voice. It doesn't have enough power to actually make this happen. But what he's doing is he's creating perception in your face and in your head to where there's going to be a draft, and your babies are going to be drafted and sent somewhere to fight a war. And they'll go there and they'll die. When there's a much better solution to that. We just stop funding Ukraine. We just stop funding Ukraine. We let Ukraine solve their issue, which if we stop funding Ukraine, Zelensky has to get out there and he has to negotiate with Putin. He's not going to get what he wants because he just lost a war. That's the way that works. That's the way that works. It isn't fair. It isn't nice. And there's nothing we can do about it. And if it's if you know if this is the way it is, let's not discuss it too very long because we got other things, other fish to fry, right? So <laughs> the illeg- illegal immigration thing is uh, well, uh, Allen Union. What are you talking about? I think I see it now. My bad. My bad. My bad. All these things they do is always about fear. They run you with fear. They're trying to run you with fear. And the best thing to do is to not be afraid. Because I'll tell you one thing. There's, I'll tell you one thing that is a definite. We're born. We're going to live our life the best we can. And we're going to die. And it doesn't matter too much about what happens in between. Because none of those, nothing that happens in between is going to change that end predicament we find ourselves in they can only hurt you so much and in the end when you don't allow that to happen that hurts them worse than anything they could possibly try to do to you because they want the power don't give them the power don't be afraid you're americans you're the most dangerous people walking the planet i'll talk to you guys on monday This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.